T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. It is a, a Monday morning. Uh, some of us made it into work, but uh, there are a lot of people who are stuck at home this morning. A lot of schools closed. A lot of businesses closed. And, in fact, our own uh, Kim St. Ange is at home making uh, French toast uh, and pancakes this morning because I'm sure you stocked up on milk and eggs yesterday, right? Oh, of course. Yes. You know, I'd be, I bet you that those stores right now – well, I bet you they were slammed yesterday. In fact, I was at Costco yesterday, and it, it was like a normal crowd. But my gosh, I bet you like the Deerbergs and Schnooks. Oh, yeah. I went to Schnooks yesterday for our just weekly grocery shopping trip. And, you know, it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't as crazy as I halfway expected it to be. I wonder if people just maybe they weren't paying enough attention to the forecast because there was plenty of bread left. I was shocked. I mean, what else Did do you do? Did your son stock up? I don't know. I didn't ask him. I hope. I hope so. I know he's busy watching football all yesterday afternoon. Sue Thomas is uh, on the line with us right now. Sue, yeah, I know you got your hands full. Are there areas that are noticeably worse than others right now? Oh yeah, and uh, a lot of that is seventy west of Wentzville. Okay. Um, there are closures all over the place. It, for a while, it was westbound. They had shut down. Now it looks like eastbound, and that's approaching Wright City through Forestell, and then again headed toward the Wentzville area. And it, I would not be driving to Columbia right now. Uh, that's a mess. They've got westbound shutdown between Pendleton and Jonesburg, and they had it shut down near the exit to Fulton. Um, there's slow-moving traffic between here and Danville. It's just not worth it. Yeah, well, uh, I appreciate the update on that. It sounded to me as I was listening to your traffic that that there were certainly some areas that seemed to be hit harder oh. than others. So, And, Mark, on the yeah. Illinois side, eastbound 64 is really bad uh, from the new Baden area. They've got parts of eastbound 64 closed as you head toward Oakville. I mean, it, it, but it's interesting, kind of right <laughs> in the middle where the rest of us are. It's just slow-moving traffic as people Take care on the roads. You know what I mean? Yeah, good stuff. All right. uh, Thank you for that update. I appreciate it, Sue. Uh, Thank you. Hey, Mm -hmm. let's get to the shortlist, Carl, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. Wait till you see what happens. We're going to win this election. We're going to have a great border. We're going to have more energy than you've ever had. President Trump last night uh, celebrating the dropping out of Ron DeSantis and uh, starting his attacks anew on Nikki Haley. If I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources, if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. 
Yeah, how about that? Uh, that is, of course, um, Ron DeSantis saying he's giving it up because he doesn't see a path forward and he didn't want to waste any more money. you got to kind of admire that, right? I think one of the reasons the Houthi, I can't prove this, one of the reasons the, the, the Hamas did what they did was I was about to work out a deal with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, the Houthi, the Hamas, I mean, they, they do both start with an H. The leader of the free world is a little confused about the two of them. Wow. We just heard that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race. <laughs> yeah, but now there's only one woman left in the race, and that's me. That seems to be the new uh, Nikki Haley campaign ad. I'm a woman. Vote for me. If you would have asked me like five months ago if I thought things would have played out this way, I, I mean, I, I would have been dumbfounded because I really did not think that Nikki Haley would be the only one left standing the, with Donald Trump. The last person standing. So what does she do now, right? Here's what shocked me yesterday that somebody pointed this out that of course they were asking her about the slavery comment that's what ever you know the the gotcha question where she said they said what was the civil war about and she answered the question without mentioning the s word she said it was about states rights and blah blah, blah economics and blah 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 but she didn't mention slavery so they got her on again uh to asking her once again why she didn't blurt out the word slavery at first and she immediately reverted to her own childhood. Remember the, remember Kamala Harris when she talked about being the little girl in pigtails, and you know while uh, while Joe Biden was pushing for for busing, forced busing, she was the little girl in pigtails, and basically accused him of being a racist. I don't like to think Nikki Haley's going that direction, but she did refer to her childhood, and she brought up an incident that she believes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did was racism. Listen to this. If you want to know what it was like growing up, I was disqualified from a beauty pageant because I wasn't white or black, because they didn't know where to put me. So look, 
I know the hardships, the pain that come with racism. I'm, I'm trying to do the math here. Help me with this, Kim. Nikki Haley was born in 1972. So by 1988, she would have been 18, 16. 16, 17 years old. That's about the time you get involved in beauty pageants, right, for the most part. You can do it as a child. But my guess is as a young adult, you're probably involved in, in beauty pageants. Do you remember who won Miss America in 1984, just out of interest? No, but hopefully it was actually a woman. Carl, do you know? Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. Oh. Beautiful, mixed-race woman who became Miss America in 1984 and was followed by a bunch of other beautiful, both African-American and mixed-race uh, women who became who've become Miss America since then. So Nikki Haley wants us to believe that that four or five years after Vanessa Williams became Miss America, she was somehow being restricted from being in beauty pageants because nobody knew what color she was. I mean, that's her playing a victim race card that really kind of surprises me. And and the, I just have to tell you, uh, Candace Owens put this out on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Co- uh, Colin uh, Rugg and, and Candace Owen, and. If you read the com- the comments are brutal, just brutal on Nikki Haley for bringing this up and trying to blame the fact that she was of Indian descent. They kept her out of beauty pageants. Well, people are sick of the victim card. That's, that's really what I'm the most tired of. Exactly what she played yesterday in her defense of not bringing up slavery first in that answer. That uh, that really surprised me, but. Uh, just reinforces my never Nikki attitude, uh, to be honest with you. All right, going to get to a quick break. Got Jesse Jane Duff coming up. Uh, you know she's been all in for President Trump since, oh, about 2016 and uh, worked for his campaign, and now she will have her own comments on Ron DeSantis dropping out of this race. We'll get to that coming up. St. Louis is home for conservative talk. You're listening to The Mark Cox Morning Show. Mark Cox on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. Well, I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear. I am hard, but I am fair. Good morning, motivator. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. Take the hill. We got a long week. Jesse Jane Duff on the phone with us. And Jesse Jane, I don't know about you, but that was one of the most... I don't know, uh, backhanded endorsements I think I've ever heard. Oh, my goodness. You picked up exactly what I did. I, I've been watching. And I haven't heard a lot of people comment on that. But yeah. that comment about Fauci, when he himself was wearing masks, he himself had all those policies in Florida. I thought that just really was a veiled, like a veiled endorsement, like an insult, a veiled <laughs> insult before the endorsement. And I thought, really, you're going to go down like this, like you're still bitter, when in reality, I think everybody knows 
that in 2020, there was not enough knowledge about this virus for anybody to react appropriately. And it only got extended by the U.S. government taking advantage of everybody's fears. I think that is something everybody can agree upon. And even Donald Trump came out ruthlessly against the schools for saying that they would not reopen, coming out against businesses that said that they would not open. You know they would have never, ever discharged over 6,000 military men and women who refused to take the vax and uh, the vax. And a Along with the healthcare workers that were uh, healthcare workers and sanitation workers, that was the one that I thought was the craziest. Uh, making sure sanitation workers for the city uh, were no longer able to work in like New York City. Everything about it was upside down, and Florida was upside down itself. So that was just mind blowing to me that he would go that route. Like this, it, it came across very bitter, like you know the scorned wife, you know, but who says he's a good guy to go marry? <laughs> at least, at least he didn't endorse uh, Haley. Here, here was Haley. Uh, upon hearing about DeSantis yesterday. Let me play this. We just heard that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race. And I want to say to Ron, he ran a great race. He's been a good governor, and we wish him well. Having said that, it's now... One fella and one lady left. So I I guess it's a gender choice now, don't you think? Well, she also likes to make it an age choice. You know, she continually advocates that Donald Trump is 80 years old, which I think, again, another backhanded comment, because the fact of the matter is anybody can watch him in his presentations of, you know, what was it on Saturday? I was uh, commentating on his presentation. I think I was on standby for an hour and 45 minutes or more watching him speak with vigor that even she hasn't been able to sustain herself. But, you know, Nikki Haley, I'm sorry, there's a lot of criticisms of her, but she doesn't have a message. What makes her different or better than Donald Trump? Absolutely nothing. And when I find out Democrats are voting for her, when they registered in Iowa and she won by one vote in, in a county of Iowa, and then you find out in New Hampshire that they're going to have the same type of outcome that's like 50 percent of the Nikki Haley voters aren't even going to vote for her in the general election. That is just to stop Donald Trump. That is not a winning message for Americans. And those are the things that I think about. Um, as a whole, everybody, full disclosure, I am a surrogate for Donald Trump. I was on his campaign in 2020. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to support somebody I can't unequivocally believe and stand behind. I'm not going to go, you know, if I couldn't support Donald Trump, I probably would have just stepped back and waited for the voters to make their decision. Right. But I would not, so, you know, it, because nobody, nobody on that outside of Donald Trump is anybody that I thought delivered anything that was better than what Donald Trump had already delivered upon and would deliver even more so. Jesse Jane, we have like 30 seconds left. Who's your VP pick at this point? I don't have one. And that's Donald Trump's choice. I know that's a, a, a that's that's a gotcha question because no matter who I say, probably won't be his choice. I really believe that Donald Trump's going to pick the right person that he knows is going to understand the beltway, understand how to move Congress and how to do the things that the American people want. And I, I can tell you who it won't be. It will not be Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a safe bet, Jesse Jane. I, I don't know. I, I I would think a Tim Scott or, you know, a Christy Nome. I'd love to see Carrie Lake, but I don't think now that she's in that Senate race 
that that's a real possibility. I don't, I don't think it'll be. There's a lot of issues mm-hmm. about two of the people that you just named that um, would not allow them to be VP. Things that would surface out that I won't air on the air. Things that are of personal nature that just won't look good. So moving forward, um, I think he has somebody already in mind. I don't know that it'll be Tim Scott either. Um, maybe maybe it's know, Jesse will, Jane Duff. Is maybe that's oh the breaking news? Oh my gosh! News. Well, then, geez, that'll win. win the <laughs> that's election a winner. Sure, hands we, down. we just that's picked a winner, a winner for right it. there, <laughs> right there. Everybody, yeah, the country's safe. We're in good hands. Yeah, we're in good hands. Jesse. All right, everybody, you take the hill. It's going to be a long week. I got Joe Biden still doing chaos and allowing the illegals <laughs> over the border. We'll talk to you next week, Jesse Jane Duff. There, JesseJaneDuff.com. We'll be right back. One forty-seven to go. In the game on fourth down and nine for the Buffalo. Placement down. Bass's kick is up, and the kick is no good. A little prophecy. Tyler Bass has struggled, and he just misses the kick. Kansas City will next snap with a 34 yard. And the Chiefs will take over at the point of the missed kick. Their own 34 yard line as Tyler Bass misses this wide to the right. A great sportsman like Tom to Ackerman. Baseball is really not a hard sport. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. It's like powered by coffee this morning. Sports, sponsored by McDonald's, reminding you to round up your total for Ronald McDonald House Charities on your next order. Tom Ackerman in studio with us this morning. He made it into work, Kim. Just uh, going to point that out there. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Kim, yeah, yeah, that's all right. Kim gets a pass. She's cool. She, she <laughs> Thank you, Tom. You got it. You got it. This image of Jason Kelsey, bare-chested, I guzzling beer, was the best thing I've seen in a long time last night. I know. I saw a Twitter post. Somebody was like, <laughs> that, like that Jason's wife said, okay, it's our first uh, time with Taylor Swift, so let's behave ourselves. And then he's like, hold my beer. Yeah, strip my shirt literally, off. Literally. Strips his shirt off, goes out into the crowd with the Buffalo fans. It was awesome. They he were won. booing him. The Buffalo fans were booing him. They wanted him to ju- – he finally jumped back in the booth. I know. I'm sure they I'm sure they deep inside loved it. Uh, they That is absolute pain what Buffalo fans are going through right now. Just, to, just so you understand, uh, it is worse – to be in their position than to be an also ran in the NFL, in my opinion. If, if wow. you're if you're a team that gets its butt kicked every year and you have no hope, you know your fans are depressed and it's terrible. And I get that, but to to have the rug pulled out from you over and over and over again to be that close is bad. And I think that the Blues fans understand that. I think to some extent, for a little while, their Mizzou fans got that as well. Um, this is very difficult to go through. The Buffalo Bills are not going to the Super Bowl again by way of the Kansas City Chiefs again. And just like in 1991 when Scott Norwood missed a field goal wide right, a 47-yarder against the New York Giants to start a string of four consecutive losses in the Super Bowl, they have to have this story of a kicker, Tyler Bass this time, missing a 44-yarder wide right. It is a recurring nightmare for Scott J. Gow and the Buffalo Bills fans. <laughs> you know, to his credit, the kicker took complete blame for it, and then the quarterback stepped in and said, no, no, that's not on him. We shouldn't have made him kick a 44-yard field goal. We failed as an offense not getting him closer to the goal line. Well, that's that. a great I teammate. admired that. That that's was a, a great, great teammate. That's a great yeah. teammate because yeah. it is a team loss. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> the defense and everybody should uh, have some accountability there. But – they just come short again, and now let's flip it around and say congratulations to the Chiefs. 
Patrick Mahomes is a winner, and he found a way to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. I don't think he has the best receivers in the world. They don't have the best hands in the world, but they ran the ball effectively. They got the ball to Travis. They moved the chains at the end. They closed it out, and they beat the Buffalo Bills straight up, 27-24. Now they're going to take on the team that I think is the team to beat, the Baltimore Ravens. I think they are the favorite to win the Super Bowl in my book. I think they're the most complete team. They have an incredible quarterback in Lamar Jackson who is like a video game, the way he can stop and start and shift and throw and run, and he does it all, man. But it's Patrick Mahomes, and he, you know, this is now the question that starts to pop up. Who is the next one? You know, Tom Brady was the guy of his era. Who's the next great? And Mahomes is on his way. Josh Allen just took another step got back. numbers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Allen took a step back. Mahomes is at the forefront of that, but Lamar Jackson may have something to say about that on Sunday. About, I think that's so, going to be so an they awesome lost, football game. They lost the last game with the Ravens by one point, right? Wasn't it like thirty six, thirty five, or something like that? Yeah, something like earlier that, yeah. this year. Yeah. So should be a barn burner. It'll no be great. It. It'll be a great game yeah. in Baltimore. How about this? Baltimore, the city, has not hosted an AFC Championship game since nineteen seventy one. Wow! When they were the Colts, I didn't know that. It's been that long. Mm. Now, here's another sense. Mm. This team has not won two playoff games in a season since 1957 when they were NFL champions before the Super Bowl was a thing. They've never been to the Super Bowl, and they're one game away, and that's the Detroit Lions. Kevin Wheeler is the opposite of Scott Jagow. Our yeah. Kevin Wheeler is elated today. His Detroit Lions are going to the NFC Championship game. Unfortunately, I think they're going to lose uh, to the 49ers, but they are going, and they beat the Bucks 31-23. Place was rocking. It was incredible. It reminded me of the St. Louis Rams heyday when the Dome was the loudest stadium in the NFL. That was the scene in Detroit yesterday, and I'm happy for all those people. Carl's on board. He's going to get a Lions jersey. He told uh, me. You know what? I'm in. I I just I just said they that. were going to lose, but I'll do it. I'll <laughs> I'll jump on the Lions bandwagon. On the other side, I've never you know I'm not a fan I don't of the care Chiefs. About Detroit. No, but I, but I I like. But the you'd Lions. like to see him win. The underdogs. Yeah. yeah. On second thought, I'm not a big Michigan fan. All those people already got their championship. Yeah, that's true. You don't want to have two championships in Michigan in the same year. Yeah, so maybe I'll just go back to being an observer. <laughs> you know, like the NFL, I don't have a team, and I kind of enjoy it. I, I like the fact that I can just casually watch the NFL. I watch it. I have it on in the house. I enjoy having. I like the sound of an NFL game, and I love the announcers. But. I can turn the TV off and go, huh, okay, now what are we going to do? I don't have to sit in depression for months because my team stinks or my team blew it. How much time you got here, Tom? I got a few minutes. All right. So yeah. let can we talk for just a moment and switch to college basketball because yeah. I have no one else to talk to about that this morning. Oh, and gosh. talk about Zvonimir Ivicic, the, the big, big Z. Z for the University of Kentucky. Who in 11 minutes, in 11 minutes in his college debut, after getting approved by the NCAA, scored 11 points, had two blocks, got three or four rebounds, and hit four three-point shots. He's seven feet, two inches tall. He's incredible. He is awesome. I watched it. I watched uh, that, and I do think that they have a chance to be, uh, you know, they're gonna, like I told you, they're going to be right back at it. In, in March Madness, but there are some teams that are back too. Like North Carolina's back. We beat look, North Carolina. I know they look great though. Yeah, they look yeah. great. Um here the other problem is 
you know, it was Georgia. Now, Georgia's good. Georgia's they were undefeated a, on the road. I know, but I know, they, but it's still Georgia. You know, they're they're fine. <laughs> they're they're middle of the SEC. They're fine. They're uh, not not a ranked no, team. No, you true. know, I want to see you do that against Tennessee. I want to see you do that against Auburn. We're going to get our chance. SEC's got some teams, man. I mean, they really do. Big Z in there, but I like I like the Big Z. I like the Big (laughs) Z. Uh, Best team in the country is UConn, and they almost got knocked off by Villanova. Uh, Purdue is right there. Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina. Illinois got their star back, right? They're good. They're good. Don't they get their star back? Yeah, he he was charged with. um, some sort of sex crime out in Kansas, but while that's pending, he's back on the team. They did allow him to go back to the team, so the judge allowed that to happen, and he came back and came off the bench and scored 16 points. We're talking about Terrence Shannon Jr. Uh, Illinois is awfully good. I'll tell you that my alma mater is not good. Uh, Indiana <laughs> has real, real problems. So we got blown out at home by Purdue. Went up to Wisconsin, got blown out. It is a mess, and I'm telling you, the fans are irate. And uh, it's not just about the way they're playing. and Not just about the wins and losses, it's the way that they're playing. They've had these flagrant fouls. They've lost their cool. Don Fisher, the voice of the Hoosiers, said something the other day on the broadcast. He said, in my 51 years, here's something that I've never said. I am embarrassed for this ball club. And wow. And he said, and it's not about the score. And he kind of left it at that. And this was right after an, an Indiana player elbowed a Wisconsin player and got called I for a I saw that. Hit him in the chin, yeah. Yeah. The Wasn't Wisconsin, a very hard hit, but still. The Wisconsin player baited him. He kind of rubbed yep. his head and his hair on him. And then he, you know, but you got to keep your cool. And everyone's trying to get under IU skin, and it's working. So, you know, we're, we're now six weeks away from Selection Sunday or whatever, and <clears> it's not good. Uh, so <laughs> Sorry to hear that. I well, am. you know, I, hey, really it ha- I know you are. It happens. Uh, we'll see if they can turn it around. But, you know, it's been a tough go for all of my teams. SLU, Mizzou, Indiana, you name them, it has been a bad year. Carl laughed. He didn't think that was sincere. That, that was sincere. I know Carl. it is. It was I know not. It's sincere. I like you know, to see the Blue Bloods ready to play. I believe him when he I says do. that. I do. I, I do feel him. that way. I believe him. All right. Love that smile, Tom. Thank you, Appreciate Tom Ackerman. It, Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. We'll talk to you on uh a Monday. Appreciate it. All yeah, right. Thursday. Thursday. Th- Thursday. Thursday. Well, it is Monday, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is Monday. It's okay. <laughs> the ice has gotten into my brain, seeped in. We'll be back in just a minute. All we got is this moment. 21st century is yesterday. You can care all you want. Let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject them. If you keep pushing your bigoted HR2 bill, then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are, removing the fabric of America. What a joker. Some guy named Max Frost, some Democrat out of Florida, arguing that if you're not going to welcome people in and turn them all into citizens, you should tear down the Statue of Liberty. I saw that and just couldn't even believe that he wasn't embarrassed to even say that in front of people. It just, oh, what about what about the message to immigrants arriving at uh, Ellis Island? He read the poem, The New Colossus, which we should point was added uh, added to the Statue of Liberty uh, years after it was actually uh, put up. 
Um, Does he know what happened at Ellis Island, that people went through the legal process there and they spent hours getting no processed? Idea. It wasn't like they'd hopped a fence and illegally came over? They don't care. They, they don't care what it is. It, it's, it, it's, the statute just means, uh, uh, you know, uh, a signal to them. That, that's all it is. And they, 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 don't, they don't understand. He should go to Ellis Island sometimes. He would see. If, if you, you had to prove you could support yourself, for God's sake, or they'd send you home. From Ellis Island, they put you back on the boat and send you four weeks back across the ocean to wherever yeah. you came from. It's just crazy. Yeah. I know. One more thing we didn't get to today, Kim. Did Did you see who won the uh, the uh, women's tournament qualifier? A man. Ugh. Why? A male-born transgender golfer one step closer to winning membership in the LPGA after winning a women's tournament in Florida. Haley, which I use liberally, Haley Davidson won the NXXT Women's Classic January 7th with a 1 over 73, finishing the three-round event at 4 over. He's a Scottish-born man whose real name is James Scott Davidson, and he started transitioning in 2015 uh, by taking hormone treatments. It's embarrassing that so many women are are beating out all these women. I, yeah. I, I seriously, I've said this before, but I don't understand how the feminists are not up in arms about this right now. I, I don't get it either. It'll be interesting to see how the LPGA responds to it for sure. But uh, mm -hmm. there you go. I think if he's, if he's shooting four over, he's going to have a hard time making the tournament anyway, but we'll see what happens. Oh boy. Hey folks, take it easy out there. Uh, the rain is going to come and save us at some point from the deep freeze, and it'll all turn to uh, to water, we hope. Hope you're safe. Uh, stay tuned. Sue Thomas is going to have your traffic reports again this afternoon during the Mark Reardon Show. Brian Kilmeade is up next. Kim and I will see you back here tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Get more at 971talk.com. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 